What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Haven't sung that in months. Uh, no. Well, and now I'm recording. <laughs> oh, just after you finish the song. I, well, I Jeremy can play my can play my rendition, my solo rendition. Oh, wonderful. wonderful. I'm taking out my teeth because I'm going to, don't mind me. I'm going to eat. Um, I just made a tiny quesadilla because I was suddenly starving. So you're going to eat on the podcast? Just briefly. Well, I can always, you know, just call you back. Uh-uh. Mm, yeah. It's like, it can... it's like we're doing a taste test. Ugh, I can't imagine anyone wanting to hear someone <laughs> chew. Like Some people love a... it. Well... I don't know, ladies and other, feel free to write us and uh, <laughs> and let us know if you enjoy listening to Reed Eat. I am in the camp of I don't enjoy that. Well, and um, but I understand that if ever we set up to do this podcast and the at some point in in the ocean of our days, you will find a way to bring something directly into it to perhaps make it, as you said, more like life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Since now the podcast is just talking on the phone for one hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, happy Have new you year, everybody. Your quesadilla? Halfway. You're halfway. Wow. You made a really big one, didn't you? Well, no, I've only been eating for like 30 seconds. No, it's been a, over a minute. Oh, Jack. Happy New Time. Year, everybody. Today is the first, isn't it? Today's the first. Happy New Year. And what a year it's been. I know for a lot of people, 2020 was very hard. For me personally, 2019 was harder. Uh-huh. I would definitely say that's very true for you. Yeah. 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 How was 2020 for you, Reed? Mm, it was really interesting. I say it's like one of the more memorable years in recent years, for sure. It is absolutely pretty memorable. And, you know, it's been filled with like a lot of curiosity. And I can't say it's had like major ups or downs because like I haven't actually been super sad about this, you know. I mean, it is sad that certain things are not available like we don't go to shows anymore but um I don't know it's been really interesting exploring new modes of communication and and feeling activated and curious about stuff and also well, yeah because you're also in school well I think it's brought out I feel like we know more about each other from this like getting to talk to people on FaceTime and Zoom, like, you you know kind of more about them in a way. You're in their home. Hmm. Is that That's weird? Interesting. Um, no, I think, uh, I, I, I haven't had that experience. Hmm. But, um, uh, I think, but as we know, I tend more to the depressive spectrum in this right. duo. right. So I have found, well, this wasn't, inter as I said, like a difficult interpersonally, inter like psychological year for me. Um, 
it has been really difficult to watch people do whatever they want. Um, uh, not always, but sometimes. I mean, the fact that holiday travel was pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and as every doctor has said, January will be a really terrible time of death in this country. Yes. And, um, now we're going to hospital rations. So I feel like that that is happening, that we're, you know, have over doubled the cases we were at at September. Um, I think that feels, that's, it's hard for me to not, uh, to detach, to detach with love, as they say in Al-Anon from that Mm -hmm. fact. Um, But perhaps that's what I need to do. And sometimes I do. Um, Sometimes I'm, look, when I'm right where my feet are, as the saying goes, I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, other people's lack of care and irresponsibility doesn't have an extremely profound effect on my life. I mean, yes, right. it definitely delays any chance of our universe getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I'm rarely in situations where I feel threatened by people like that. Right. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it's more sort of like we just are in a country that is like threatened by that as the virus, you know, spreads uh, this away and that away. Right. Um, Wait, but, why uh, are you so quiet suddenly? I don't know. Oh, now you're loud. Got it. Um. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of... I loved one of the headlines of today of... Uh, they just don't know why the vaccine is not getting to people. Yeah, why is um, that? Uh, because it's all... It's being doled out <coughs> through the Trump administration, which is, you know, like a, a literal burning sack of shit. And um, so it's... It'll be f- as fucked up as, like anything in this hideous presidency right but i do feel like those organizations like whoever's responsible for um getting the vaccine out to the people i feel like those organizations are not beholden to the to the trump administration maybe i'm totally wrong well, everything, you know the fish rots from the head so until like the fucking rotten you know, piece of garbage that is Donald Trump is removed. Yeah. And then all of these other, you know, as the supporting actors go to the day players, go to the extras with one lines, go to the extras, you know, it's just, it's all got to ripple out from there. Right. 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 In this like awful nightmare show we're in called America. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's all that, all that jazz. You really, um, you, 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 you're taking on a lot, Jack. I am, read. when have I not? Yeah, I know, but. It's like, it's, it's so, it's, would be, it's something I can work on in 2021. I have my thing. That's what you're going to work on. Not caring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it's. It's rather than care about 
things out of your control and gigantic groups of people that do not know you or care about you. Totally. It's best to focus on the things immediately around you and caring for those things and those people. I agree with like almost the majority of that. And then I have to extend some of myself to these people who I don't know and will never know. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, it's some sort of, it's maybe it's codependency, maybe it's spirituality, um, maybe it's interdependence. I mean, well, I don't. I do believe we are interdependent and this has really shown us that that is true mm-hmm. and that actions affect actions. And so, but I do think, you know, I've, I have lived a very long life feeling sort of hypervigilant and not sort of being hypervigilant and that hypervigilance extending itself to like, Oh my God, of course the variant happened in Colorado. You know, it's like, (laughs) and I think there could be some pulling back of my energies, which is something that I love that you said that this year has felt curious to you. Cause I agree. There have been things that I have worked on for many years psychologically that started to just click into place. Mm. Um, and partly because I think I had just this weird, also kind of monastic time of just teaching and that was it. Like I taught and then it was like, what are we eating? Mm-hmm. I generally haven't been able to watch anything. So I've been reading and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for 2021, I remember one year we had a, a thing that was like we wanted to have more fun and then I think what happened was I like lost my mind I think that was the 20 I think that was 2019 um and uh I don't think we did a new year resolution for 2020 that I recall yeah I don't know I, I feel I know I- that we had had one that was about having more fun and so for 2021 I'll I guess, sure, I'll do the, um, um, I don't know what it's called. I feel I have plenty of focus on myself, um, so it's not about that. But no. some more detach with love, yes. I guess, is detach. what I'm going to. Detach with love. You know. Yes, I think that's a good word for you, detach. Detach, yeah. Uh, there was this incredible part in, um, I think it's in Terry's Frozen Mommy, I was thinking last night how funny we bet if Terry O'Connor, hi Terry, I hope you're listening, had had a drag name that was called Miss Terry. Because <laughs> I really thought that's a good, you know, I just, I love the mystery of Terry. Oh, I get work. it. Miss Terry. Yeah. I was like, yes. Jack, it's not that funny. <laughs> oh, it is though. Miss Terry. And she's like, you figure it out. But there's some, I think it's in Frozen Mommy, where they would walk around the stage and they'd have their fingers together, like closed and also touching, and they would go detach. And then they'd pull their fingers apart (laughs) and away from each other and open them. And someone else, there were some people doing it and someone else on the stage would go, ah! And their back would crack backwards. (laughs) Gorgeous. I think it might have been in Baby. It was either in Frozen Mommy or Baby. Terry, let me know. I think it's Baby now that I think about it. But no, Frozen Mommy. But it's um, oh, really good. That was really good. 
Um, what's your New Year's resolution? Um, hmm. Well, I haven't been thinking about it, so. <laughs> well, I, I mean, didn't think of it either. I did it I'll right now. I'll have to make it you up on the me. spot. Okay. I'm laying in bed now, so I can, um. Good. So I can really uh, yes, lay in bed. It. My New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution. Oh, uh, what do I want for myself? <laughs> did you say what do I want from or for? I said from. Okay. <laughs> but I guess either word works. <laughs> not really, because from is far more achievable in a way. Or maybe not, pending on what the psychological gesture is. Yeah. I do feel like every year I'm like, I, I want you to to put aside a little time every day to exercise or, you know, do something that'll make you feel like you've done something good, make you feel proud of yourself, you know? But you do do that every day, Reed. I don't at all, Jack. This is a misconception. I, I feel like you've always taken a Cunningham or you like, you know, did like rubber bands for like 15 minutes. It is it, it is a common misconception. Every time I tell someone I never exercise, they're like, but you do Cunningham every day. I did Cunningham every day from about April to July because, uh -huh. because of Instagram Live. Uh-huh. And I have to, I've probably done it three times since then. It is oh, work. January 1st. <laughs> D, D. It's a real um, moment. But you're, I do, however, this is what I do do for myself. I do generally do 40 push ups before I take a shower at night. And I do sometimes do rubber bands. Uh, well, I think that is a lot. That's a six to seven minute routine. You know? Plenty. It's something. It's not nothing. Plenty. You know? So you're wanting it to actually be like 60 minutes. Well, I'd like to to break a sweat once in a while. And maybe that could be four times a week, three times a week, you know? And I'm doing well this week, I have to say, because I took Yuval Boim's yoga class yesterday. Uh, was it live or what? Yeah, it was via Zoom. And you, can, you mm. would love it, Jack. It's great because we spent... I've only done it, I've done it twice. I did one of his Instagram live classes and then I've mm -hmm. done this Zoom class and it's a Yangar yoga and you spend a lot of time correcting yes. postures. Yes, absolutely. The Pilates of yoga, Iyengar. Yeah, so I yeah. really, I liked spending time and not just sort of moving through choreography, you know? Right, it's far more about finding, like, it's about aligning. And, and really, it's like, putting yourself in a rack, you know, like really yeah. stretching yourself out. So I liked yeah. that. That's what I needed yesterday. Yeah. And I did do Carol Teitelbaum's yoga. I mean, what's it called? Cunningham class on Monday. So mm -hmm. I didn't make it all the way through. I did like two thirds of it. I was like, that's good enough. I think that's great. Yeah. So I, that's good. I feel like I can, I could keep that going. Now, here's the other thing. I really need to, develop a more consistent reading practice where I have like, I sit down for a couple hours a day and I read with index cards and post-its so that I'm keeping track of the things I need for my research, stuff like that. Oh, I see. So you read and you take notes on index cards and post-its or you stick them in the book as you read them? In the book so that I can keep track of 
<clears throat> things I need to refer to in my research because, you know, bibliographies are apparently important, though I don't understand how to do any of that stuff. Yes, what I do with a post, I don't have those little tiny post-its. I just have regular post-its. And so I'll tear a little corner of the sticky one off and stick it on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only do those on the pages that I'm going to need to do direct quotes from mm-hmm. but I frequently fold I dog ear uh, I, I've, I've just started dog earing books um yeah I always I, thought that was really rude and I was like don't do it and then I thought you know what these are mine yeah dog ear these well I I I feel very comfortable ruining the books that I own like mm-hmm. very comfortable to just use a highlighter right in the margins whatever yes but, but I have so many of Linda Murray's books from her collection mm. and they are pristine of course like almost of like course. the binding hasn't been cracked and yet she knows everything 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 and so, she might just be able to t- tap a book to her head though and download the whole thing totally so i know? can't i can't do anything to these books i'm like being very careful you know yes yes going through them with pyrite gloves <laughs> pyrite what's a pyrite glove oh wait no pyrite is a stone i love and have it's um pyrol tyrol <laughs> it's it's something i Rubber. It's rubber. L-E at the end of it. I don't know. I did watch Um, a video on how rubber gloves are made last night. Nitrile. Nitrile. Don't know what that is. Is that a brand? Nitrile gloves. No, you get nitrile instead of latex. Um, It's for people who have latex allergies using nitrile gloves. I see, I see. I I did a deep dive the last couple days on how it's made. You know, like jawbreakers. Cake sprinkles, rubber gloves, toothbrushes, stuff like that. Wow. Wow. And? Uh, it's mind-numbing. And also, if I can't really understand what's going on, I feel very frustrated. Like, mm. um, watching how a toothbrush is made, there were certain processes where they'd say, and then the bristles are inserted into the holes and wire holds them in place. I was like, where's the where's the wire? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. saw I saw no wire... It was, I couldn't understand it. So it was very confusing. There must be wire under the plastic that we simply just don't know about. But well, I would I'm have not known surprised. that. I'd already gone through the whole process, you know? Do you want to hear a quote from a, a page uh, that I've uh, had stickied from Freud? Sure. And this is in 1918. So also, you know, the, the last time we had a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um... Ethics are remote from me. I do not break my head very much about good and evil, but I have found little that is good about human beings on the whole. In my experience, most of them are trash, no matter (laughs) whether they publicly subscribe to this or that ethical doctrine or none at all. So there you go, Freud in 1918. In, in, in our last big pandemic, being like, people are trash. I mean, whoever translated <laughs> that was really like... They were very modern, you know? <laughs> I think people have absolutely been saying so-and-so's trash or garbage for a very long time. Really? Yes, as soon as we knew that there was, you know, as soon as we were like, ugh, well, this is, this stuff is waste. It was like, you know what? I know someone who's waste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Wow. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? 
I it's really beautiful. It, it's poetry. It really makes me laugh. Well, when you have time to like read for pleasure, Freud is um, pleasurable. Okay, I'm excited I think for that would, when that day comes. <laughs> I think that you would. I I will. There are definitely things I can suggest from Freud and Klein and Winnicott um, and Lacan. I mean, Lacan, of course, is so crazy banana boots. But um, but I overall just super really love reading Adam Phillips. For those of you out there who don't know Adam Phillips, he is um, a contemporary psychoanalyst and has written many books and has an incredible, like, I just, I recommend them all. But if you want a good place to start, I say start with On Flirtation. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, it's so great. You would love it, Reed. You would love it, I think, oh, actually. How um, exciting. Yeah, it's really, it's it's fun. Because you. what's great about psych, I think what you would like from reading psychoanalysis, which comes also from literature, so then there's also literature quotes, is you would feel so, I think it would help, it would make you feel good because you'd be like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. I think you will read things and be like, oh, I was right. It is just about how you want to think about it. There you go. <laughs> and there you have it. Um, so yeah, on flirtation is wonderful. Um it's a real jaw dropper. Uh oh, just sort of like, oh, of course. Wait, I wanted to say a thank you. Mm. Did you get a gift and I didn't? I didn't get a gift, no. (laughs) Although apparently I have one in the mail coming from Garen Scribner. Fun. I know, I don't know what it is, but he he called today and said, did you get something? I said, no. He said, well, the mail must be backed up. I said, well, that's true because my computer monitor was meant to be here a week ago and only came yesterday, so. Wow, wow. Anyways, my new computer monitor came and I had to buy something called a webcam, which I tried out last night on a FaceTime with Russell, during which the first thing he very he said was, wow, you're so close. And then he said, I said, yeah, I'm trying out this new webcam. And he said, it's not great. I said, why? He was like, your pores look huge. It's <laughs> awful. It must and, be like a high def webcam. Yeah, it is. And then he took um he took a screenshot and now I ordered a new webcam in the mail. So anyways. Why didn't you just put Vaseline on the one you have? Well, I actually threw I threw the lens out of focus. You can do that. You tw- I twisted it. But um <clears throat> webcams are apparently all bad. That's what I learned by watching a YouTube video. What do you mean? Like almost all inexpensive like desktop webcams that mm-hmm. you buy are are not meant to for like um video casting or whatever it's vlogging they're just meant for like phone calls and zoom and stuff and so they're not designed to be good it's they're actually quite bad uh-huh. and apple well, it products, sounds like you had gotten a really good one no no no, no. it's like um it's it was ugly. so high def it showed your pores it was so high def that it was it was almost like I was um, being captured by, uh, what's that called? When you can see in the dark. Oh, yeah. Infrared. Yeah. It was weird. It wasn't great. Uh-huh. Um, so anyways, but I'll rarely be using that because the cameras in the phone and the iPad are excellent. So we'll just stick to that for now. They really are. They really yeah. are. I feel they also like uh, have their own kind of filter on them. I th- I think so in a way. Yeah. There's something so th- that feels uh 
you know, helpful. Yeah. And I, I honor Apple products for doing that, for making us all feel a little bit better about ourselves in these hard times. Yeah. Right. Anyways, this gift was actually for both of us and for myself and Harriet, et cetera, which is that Garth Grimble, who has a a podcast called The Reference Desk, is um, a dance artist somewhere else. I want to say the Midwest, but I could be wrong. But Garth Grimble has this podcast that I was listening to yesterday and he was doing a year end wrap up. And he said one of his favorite things of 2020 was our our series on the Cunningham dancers that we did last summer. Yes. And another thing he loved was the series of pieces that Harriet and I designed this fall for Pam Tanowitz, one being the piece for Russell, the piece for David, and then her Joyce show. And he spoke on, on those pieces through the lens of our costumes. And that felt, I felt really seen and it was so nice. It was wonderful. I was like, yeah, this is how it should be. (laughs) Well, I mean, certainly it'd be nice to have more dialogue around. Yeah. 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 Any, any dialogue at all, you know? Well, and how imperative the design is when what you are doing is watching a body move. Yeah. I so mean, that was so nice. I really, really wonderful. Thank you so that. much. Thank you, Garth. Um, that's wonderful. And you don't know this person? No. Well, thank you. We've always depended on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> Truly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly actually just on the kindness of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally all, all yeah the above um and uh that's wonderful also patreon patrons um our wonder woman review is up uh so that is a special gift for our patreon patrons thank you so much for supporting us and um your contributions help insightful phone journalism like this one wow uh, people people really hate that movie everyone i've talked to i mean Garen and Justin were just on the phone with me trying to trash that movie. And I just was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm for Wonder Woman. And that's all you get to say. You don't get to talk about it anymore because it is. I'll say you have to pay your $5. (laughs) We needed to make something for our Patreon patrons and we love you so much. And, and also just for all of our listeners, we love you so much. Um, I'm taking, I'm saying that at like really the halfway marker of, of this episode. Um, as we move into, I, you know, and I think that idea of lists uh, is will be a compelling one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what my top performance is immediately. Oh, wow. Um, really incredible. Um, I felt like it definitely held uh, the aura of this time in all of its liminality. And um, that is... Uh, Britney Spears, it's just soap <laughs> on Instagram um, was absolutely the most enthralling, chilling, hilarious, uh, accurate, iconic um, mm-hmm. performance for me mm-hmm. this year. So much so that I, I had to redo it. Tremendous. Um, yeah. From I, I'd also like to add to that all the performances of whomever that is that does the Barefoot Contessa. Oh my God! The barefoot, the barely the, Contessa. 
Is that barely can tell. I, I don't know. I mean, his name is Aaron. And thank, um, thank you, Aaron, for all that you do. Oh, wow. Yeah, that really. Those are re- those really, really, really made me laugh. Truly some of the finest performances of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Russell called or wait. Oh, wait, maybe we were texting, but I'm no, also no, no. going to say thank you, Jeff, um, for sending again. And Jeff, if you're listening, thank you for sending me those uh, soaps. Who's Jeff? Those those flower. Uh, Jeff is a listener and has also uh, he saw everything's imaginable, and he is who sent me the oh the flower um, rose soap. The flower rose soap, so I could recreate, and uh, I I want to do a special thank Beautiful. you for that. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Um, I had two, I had two interesting interactions with Russell yesterday. One is which we were talking on Instagram and I was commenting on his Arabian dance for the miscast nutcracker, New York city ballet Instagram things. I loved it so much. I wrote him immediately. And I, I really, and he was like, wow, I've never gotten more attention for my dancing than I have for for this Uh Instagram video. And uh, then we started, I started saying like, there's no reason why men shouldn't be doing this role. And, you know, the, the role, the, the Arabian dance was originally made on Arthur Mitchell, though this version of the choreography, Russell informed me was made for Gloria Gavran. And it's very different from what Arthur Mitchell was doing, mm. which was apparently like sitting on a rug surrounded by four children, smoking a hookah, something like that. <laughs> That's so, what Arthur Mitchell was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Original? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> So maybe it's best that we stick with the newer choreography. Mm-hmm. But um, then I I went on to, I just basically said, who cares? Like, it should just, just like do whatever. And Russell said, truly, nobody cares. And he said, ballet is now just Instagram. And I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. Nobody cares. Ballet is Instagram. <laughs> I mean, the, I definitely, in watching it, thought... And Russell, put it on the main, please. Put it on your main um, so it can live. It's a... In watching it, I was really like, um, I... It was why I wanted to make the solo I made for Lloyd. I want yeah. to see these men do roles that they feel closer to. Totally. And, and that they feel close to. And those roles might not be on the gender binary of uh, how, whoever the creator was and uh and what their worldview was so I definitely in watching it was like oh my god there are so many Balanchine female roles that I want to see without uh point shoes and done by a guy I mean look for and I'm speaking for many many young men and now older men who do ballet people of all generations but those of us who saw ballet and chose to enter into it, we're not entering into it to perform male roles. You know, we saw iconic female roles and that is what created a stirring inside of us. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for myself and I know I'm speaking for many others. So you are definitely speaking for many others. You're speaking for like almost all the ones we know and, and are friends with and, which is all of them. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, that was, of course, my draw into Graham. I wasn't, I mean, it's why I didn't have any desire to keep going forward in that company was I was like, I don't want to throw women around or do like 
a kind of strange iconography of raping a woman. I, I'm not, that's not my interest. I want to like pull my intestines out of my dress and eat them and do things <laughs> called cave turns. And, and you absolutely you know, created a situation for yourself in which you I could, did. you know, do that. I made a world for myself where I could put a knee vibration in a show and it could be mine. And I, I, I think it's so crazy. Cause what that Arnie Zane interview that I used in, um, you know, where a parent, I think it's from, it's from 83 or 84 and him talking about how slow it's going in the gender realm like he's like it's just everything in terms of sexual orientation and gender is too slow in dance and it's making me mad and so crazy to have that voiced then and to mm. think now of and it's strange i mean but it is a very i would say far too slow process and i mean ballet, Jeff, think like concepts like this were being voiced far far long long before arnie zane in the context of ballet through Nijinska, but right. you know, I think in, in Arnie's universe of dance and, you know, those of us who participate in the dance universe outside of ballet, these things are de rigueur. They're not, it's not abnormal to really consider gender inside of dance work, but in ballet, right. it's just like so novel, you know? So right. like anytime someone disturbs the gender binary in ballet, they're like, Oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> Front page news, you know? <laughs> I love hearing just an oh my God. Oh you. my God. I, Two men love, danced with each other. Can you it, imagine? It's really, that is absolutely, what does that remind me of? Wait, I have to think of it. Oh yeah, it reminds me of the Kristen Wiig character that you and I both are, which is Mindy Grayson. Mindy Elise, um, C- yeah. Mindy Elise Grayson, when she's like, the New York Times said, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that would be how it goes. That would totally. be how it goes with that. Yeah. Oh my God. It reminds me of uh, the, the review I got for my stunning dance, Two Men Dance Together from the New York <laughs> Times. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so crazy. Anyways. Uh, Oh, that is hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, it is this thing where I, um, yeah, when ballet gets to be performed live again, when everything gets to be performed live again, I hope that this time of not being able to do it, and that has also been a time um, for reflection, uh, uh, for violence against Black people, uh, what is what is happening in our trans community and in uh, the BIPOC trans community and and where does art want to uh, be a, a place and a source of uh, imagining towards our future and where does it want to stay uh, halted in the past and right. I think that this time has actually opened up some really great dialogues around that just be by the stop the juggernaut of capitalism, just stopping and people being able to take an inventory. Right. Um, yeah. So may that, may that go forward, you know? Yeah. And for, for, 
for those people who listen to this podcast who come to it through the lens of ballet or through an experience in ballet, which is, you know, many, many people, myself included, up to a point, just know that for a lot of us who are watching what feels new or novel in ballet and it gets this incredible kind of applause or um, a kind of attention that so often is misplaced on ballet because of its placement in the sort of universe of dance as a, as a top tier <laughs> dance form, top tier. Yeah. Or some idea of like Olympus. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just, just like think, think a little beyond it that, you know, for many, many people, it's a bit of an eye roll because so many people have already thought beyond that for a long, 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 long time. They just haven't gotten any attention or resources or audience because it's not the capitalist juggernaut that ballet sort of is. Although, no. look, no one has any in the in the scheme of the world. There's no money in dance, period, period, period. There is so, no money in dance, period, ballet or otherwise. It's yeah. just it is in the scheme of the world where dance falls, which is just above poetry. Right, right. Um, but it, yeah, it if is, you're really, yeah. really curious and you see a thing that's like new, feels new to you in a ballet dance, take a look, give it a heart. It's and then like, book. yeah, it's <laughs> give it a look. It's in a book. It's a reading rainbow. And then go wait, <laughs> go, go back and research some people who did it hundred a million years ago. And, and, have, and have, <laughs> truly researched it in a much, much more thorough way than anyone in ballet ever will. Right. Right. I mean, I will say, and we have talked about it on this podcast before, Mark Morris, who has worked in the ballet world, has absolutely been like, um, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, and I would also say that for Forsyth, some, and, um, uh, but but in both of those, we're not looking at someone who is is doing classical ballet, but is drawing from it and uh, commenting on it, perhaps. Not always. I don't actually find Mark to be that much of a commentator. Not certainly not like Bill. Um, no, I think Mark Mark has a way of employing employing yeah. sort of subversive ideas or un- non-normative right. ideas in a way that's very natural. That's yeah. very like welcoming, you know, that yeah. it doesn't feel novel and it doesn't feel like a comment. You're right. Right. Yeah. And not in that same way that, yeah, the iciness of a foresight, which I love, of course. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? That, that uh, was our talk about dance. I oh, guess. I, 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 oh, Russell also asked me yesterday, what, what, uh, it was either what were you grateful for in 2020 or what was, oh. um, what were some, what were some, I don't remember There's the word. so many things I was grateful for in 2020. But basically like, what are some of the highlights of 2020 for you? I think that was the question. Yes. Well, immediately my first answer, cause it's just so incredible, completely captures the liminality of our time is the it's just soap video by Brit Spears. Oh my Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so fun. Um, (laughs) But I do have to give it another round of applause. Really incredible caption. Um, 
Uh, I am so, so grateful um, that, I mean, I'm obviously very grateful that Parker had me, let me, <laughs> invited me to come live in her house. And there is something that I, I think inside of this encounter with nature, which is this virus, there's been something that I have felt really um, very grateful for on a daily basis of just being able to be in nature. Mm. And I've taken walks and hikes that I, I, I mean, I've been up here for years, you know, for stints at a time and have not gone on any of these trails or any of these hikes. And um, those were really special times um, because I, I think having grown up in a sort of more rural setting, I was like, get me out of here. And all I want to see is like smoke and buildings. Mm. <laughs> and so there was, there was a kind of healing in that mm. um, for me of, because this, this does remind me, the landscape does remind me certainly more of where I grew up than where I live now, which can at times feel haunting, triggering. And, um, in this scenario has felt really wonderful. I also feel it provided me some time to access a new way of writing. Um, I mean, I have these uh, like 50 some odd pages of, uh, poems and I don't know what I'll ever do with them. Um, but getting to work my mind in that way was really, has been a mm. pleasure. Mm -hmm. And and a full, like, I wouldn't even say rediscovery. I'd say a discovery of making food. <laughs> like, yeah, I like have, that for you. You've only, you've had my cold cut salads and my casseroles Oish. and um, my hot mush, yeah. as you've all called of it. it. Had all of it. And um, I just got way more into going to the store, like planning meals, making things. I mean, Jeremy is really an incredible cook and I am fine. Um, <laughs> but just getting into food has been a, that's been a real, um, also a real surprise. So like just things that have felt more elemental, mm -hmm. um, doing something creative, making something to eat and being, you know, taking time to really be in nature. Mm. What is it for you? Um, a few things. Well, I'll just start uh, in a sort of materialistic way by saying <laughs> another shout out to an Apple product. I'm very grateful for my iPad Pro. I feel like <clears throat> it's opened up avenues of creativity for me that have been really profound and expanded my my notions of what I'm capable of in my art practice. And, and I also have to thank my school being at university of the arts for also kind of demanding of me that I expand my notions about, you know, everything, but particularly my own creativity. So I, I feel have like loved the videos you've made. Yeah. I've really loved it. I mean, like the whole talk talk thing was sort of the start of me being like, wow, look at, what's possible with this machine. Right. And then, 
you know, moving on from there to this Ben Pranger's performative methodologies class, et cetera. So that's been a great eye-opening part of 2020 for me in my, in my own kind of selfish practice. Um, uh, also 2020, I've, I, I feel like it's actually been socially really good for me in some ways because it's forced me to acknowledge my own aloneness because I, I am one of these people who's in a situation where I am not a partnered person. I'm not in a roommate situation generally. So I've had to, to really know that I need to reach out to people via zoom, FaceTime, the Mm. phone to like feel Mm. connected and, I have to say that like having that this relationship via FaceTime and the phone with Jeremy and with you and with James and Bella to a certain extent, a lot with Russell, Russell and I were, were reminiscing on like spending, you know, seven hours on FaceTime making bagels together. And, you know, it's oh like, my God, right. we've actually like that. gone through a lot of experience to experiences together via. Right. FaceTime and really like and and drew for reaching out constantly and like making sure that I'm like not alone and especially like Joe Walsh and Lauren Strong and who have like showed up for me in this like unbelievable way of just spending hundreds of hours with me via <sighs> FaceTime. I mean, I could cry about it. It's really <sighs> Yeah, it's just been so it's been weird and like kind of wonderful to feel loved in that way. So you are so loved Reed. I mean, that was what was, I mean, so fun about your birthday. It was so, and I mean, I said this, I don't know if I said it on the pod, but everyone texted back immediately. Everyone. Joe, yeah. Lauren, Isaac, uh, David. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean also everybody. like reconnecting with David this year and, and having yeah. Stuart and also Lindsay often in communication. And yeah, it's just like reaffirmed friendships. And it's not like a different group of people, you know, it's like, it's right. just like, I feel in some ways closer to these people because it's felt imperative that I stay in communication with them. Yes, well, and I think there's also something to this time of, uh, you know, we, mortality is real. We're all going to die at some point. And this this heightened uh, experience with it, at just sort of where it's more around the, it's just more around, <laughs> period. I don't even need to abstract it. I think it's also deepened in relationships. It's been, I mean, Renee and I have, been friends oh my god for like over 20 years Mm. and it's been so great to deepen into that relationship and um talking with you or uh, certainly neil and then ryan walker page becoming more of a a, Mm. a, someone who i was been talking with and um, also a real highlight for me was when people quarred, when you and Daniel Rampula quarred and 
uh, Chris Garneau had quarred and we made those music videos. Yeah, that was a big highlight of 2020. That was like, I mean, it was also at a time when like the numbers were so much lower and it felt like we got this pocket of time. I mean, it was also crazy because I was getting Lyme at that time, which sucked. <laughs> I remember being like, I remember feeling kind of sick and I was like, right, I got Lyme. I got a fucking bill from that urgent care that I went to that misdiagnosed me. Uh-huh. And they were like, you still owe $44. I need to call them and be like, you misdiagnosed me with Lyme and you misdiagnosed me with shingles. Like, I know, but they I, saw you is the thing. Well, they, but they did it wrong. And they I know, but that's not I mean, there's there's these this whole process is inherently flawed, you know, like there's no it's urgent you know. cares are literally should they should just be to go to get tested for covid, get your vaccine. And if you well, broke then, something, I mean, then you're to blame because you went to an urgent care. <laughs> I really am. But I didn't know because I thought I mean, that. My treatment was delayed on both Lyme and my treatment was so delayed on shingles that it was like a nightmare. God, I know, the but they didn't, I got... they didn't misdiagnose you on purpose. I, I, well, then I won't, then I will <laughs> not, then I will remedy that by not paying them on purpose. I don't know, Jack. You know, it's just. I don't think that what, remedies it. What, well, I do feel like calling and being like, I was misdiagnosed on these and. You know, so I'll pay this if you let me speak to that, the doctor who I saw, because I would like to talk to him about like what that was like and really. Well, I mean, I don't think I think that it's not worth talking to this person to try to make them feel bad. I think I don't want them to feel bad. I want to educate them. Exactly. I think it might be worth talking to them just to say, oh, I just wanted to let you know that this is what it turned out to be. So I just wanted to repeat what my symptoms were for future people who come in. Totally, totally. But to do I'm it like this. with- This is a great example of detach <clears throat> with love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, they they performed their service to the best of their abilities and, you know, you have to pay for that. And you have to pay for that. Yeah, it's like going to a um, restaurant where you didn't like the food, but, you know, you ate the food, so you have to pay for the food. Tea queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that example. <laughs> um, I think, uh, but that little pocket of time that we got to make the two videos for Chris Garneau and hang out together. And I loved making food and this strange little collaborative team making these um, music videos. Ladies and other, if you, uh, uh, you should watch them. They're out. Um, yeah, they're great. They're on um, uh, Chris. Well, they they'd be on YouTube. <laughs> totally, Chris Garneau YouTube. Um, it's it's been a great year for like working only with people that I love, with you yeah. and with Jeremy and with Pam relentlessly. Which is, yeah. I'm so grateful to just con. Basically, this whole fall, I've just worked with Pam, which is like a dream come true. I mean, and Jeremy has, it's <clears throat> it's interesting because it's, Jeremy's also really loving working with Pam. It's the best. And you're all really getting to, to do it. Yeah. You know, it's a real. And, you know, even pre-COVID 2020 started, you know, designing a dance for Justin at City Ballet, which is almost always a pleasure and turned out to be something 
you know, surprising and that we really like and are proud of. And then got to meet a new friend and choreographer, Craig Davidson, and make a dance for him with him in Idaho, which was so fun and reconnect with old friends. So 2020 has had a lot of bright spots and like really exciting kind of scary moments of like escaping from the COVID or escaping from my claustrophobic apartment, et cetera. So when we first drove out of, well, and also also like in terms of projects, you know, doing the nowhere apparent, the AIDS oral history project was, the, mm-hmm. which was at the end of January. Um, that was, that was so, that was a big deal for me. I mean, it's something that I had been thinking about for, 20 some years and then to have that amount of research time and to be able to make something um, that honored those that we don't have now really meant a lot and then so wild to then go and teach and then have the summer be fully about making videos which did the I did that Guggenheim <laughs> works in process you did <clears throat> Your Guggenheim's works in process. Then we made the music videos for Chris Garneau. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see them, one is called Now On. The other is called Not the Child. And um, uh, and then doing that weird video for, like, getting the vote out that happened oh, yeah. this summer. That, That's how you um, got Lyme, Lyme disease. <laughs> I, was, I know. I was not being interviewed <laughs> for that. Um, and... Uh, the we the people, um, that's for the price the people, you pay for trying to get rid of Donald people. Trump. Yeah, it, it worked. Truly, I should have detached. All you had to and, do was uh, get Lyme, and you know, Donald Trump's gone. Well, sort of. Oh wow, amazing, cool. Um, <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. So, and we, I'm very, and I will say that I am very grateful for Ugh. work, and for how much work I've had, and. Um, I think you were saying uh, sighing because you thought very grateful that Donald Trump. Yeah, that's where I, that's removed. what I thought you were yes. going to say. Being removed, I love that. Oh, beyond. I mean, beyond Being removed. I have Ugh. to say, it was a really nice. Well, a few weeks before it, I remember you were worried, and I was like, "No, no, it's going to work out." So, God, if ever is... there is a person who really personifies the qualities of cancer, it is Donald Trump how insidious he has been it's terrible yes and i'd also say i'd really have to put mitch mcconnell maybe even above i think mitch mcconnell is more evil more more meaning like i he means it donald trump doesn't have a value whereas mitch mcconnell yeah, really mean is about He's an idiot. destroying the poor uh, mitch mcconnell's disgusting and worse than donald trump um, yes. And I think there's also something to, as I was saying to Jeremy, I mean, Mitch McConnell's hands, he might actually be a dead demon here <laughs> to try and kill everybody. Um, yeah. So anyhow, yes, big relief on that for sure as well. Mm. That, what that Biden and Harris. In our re- remaining... Are here. Oh, they better work. I mean, they better. You know, they and I really mean that. Better. I really better, better work. Yeah. Um. What else can we say about twenty twenty? I think we kind of covered it. You know? Yeah. I enjoyed watching 
that here's some videos I liked. Well, obviously I enjoyed getting to know Lizzie Chi. I liked it when the, they brought together all those African dancers to do Rite of Spring on the beach. That was beautiful. Um, I liked when New York City Ballet had their digital seasons that felt festive and, you know, nostalgic. I liked, um, I liked uh, James Whiteside's Fancy Nut Mix that you can still watch. You can watch that. Yeah, I'm listening. Are you still there? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what other videos have been, have been great? Um... Pam Tanowitz's recent show with the Joyce, um, some of the works in process pieces that the Guggenheim has so generously doled out to so many people to keep people creating. Um, gosh, what else? I fully what agree. Else? I fully agree with Jack. all of those. And I'm also just going to add in circle jerk. Um, uh, which I couldn't watch. I tried. What do you mean you couldn't watch? Like you got a ticket and then it didn't work? No, like I signed up to get a ticket and there's something about the like interface that didn't work. Like I couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> Michael, fix it for Reed. Um, I know, yeah, send me the truly. video. Uh, I also really enjoyed Royal Ballet's digital offerings this year. Um, they made some really... Well, they just have phenomenal dancers, so it's nice to watch them mm -hmm. sort of do anything. Um, um, oh, I, I some of the Trisha Brown dance companies early on, kind of Instagrammy Zoom things, where her her concepts actually kind of worked for that. Like I'm alone in a room, totally. but we're dancing together. Mm, totally, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Um. um uh, the Invisible Man. That was great. It was really scary. <laughs> that dance that was really film scary. was incredible. It was really good. Um, and I loved The Witches and you didn't like it. And you loved Wonder Woman and I didn't like it. And and I've really enjoyed watching Killing know. Eve. I know I'm late yeah, to the game, but it's an exceptional really... show. Can't seem to get into any TV show. I mean, Watchmen was just so incredible that I just that was really remarkable. Watchmen. I mean, I know that was my best mm. of in twenty nineteen. So, oh, and I I love watching Congresswoman Katie Porter take down people with her wipe off board in a congressional hearing. Oh, that's really fun. really fun. Oh, that sounds great. I wanna. I'll have to watch that. Oh, she's so fun. She does it like they're kids. And she's like, how much money would you say? And she uh -huh. starts writing down numbers. <laughs> it's so good. There's one one where she's talking to um, uh -huh. Mnuchin. Uh -huh. What's his it might first be name? Carl. Tim. T Tim? It's, I think it's Tim Mnuchin. Who knows? Anyhow. Shitbags Mnuchin. And, sh and she starts talking him through some like uh -huh. legal stuff. And, he and he's like, well... He's like, are you a lawyer? And she doesn't even answer the question. She just moves right on. She is like a Harvard lawyer. She went, she's like an Ivy oh. League lawyer. Incredible. So what's her name again? I can't Katie wait. Katie Porter. I can't California. wait. California. Uh, watch You're it tonight. Love her. That sounds fun. That sounds she's fun. no joke. I love it. 
Oh, right. we're at an hour. Well, ladies and another. Okay, well, well we really love you. Um, stay safe this January. It's going to be no joke. This is not one of those things of like, goodbye yeah. 2020, hello 21. This is absolutely, uh, here comes coronavirus still. Now with even more feeling. Um, and uh, so stay safe. And let's just, you know, practice more and more mindfulness and detachment and care in 21 and um, hopefully get to Oh, and I'm going to just say one more thing that I just remembered. My One of my one of my top favorite video offerings was the Cindy's doing their Star Wars themed uh, yes, dance class. Yes, Anyways, yes. thank you for that a, in 2020. A, a big, big laugh. There's, if we get into Instagram, I just won't be able to like... <clears throat> endlessly it's talk endless. about it but thanks again Britney Spears you um you, oh you were the icon of, of uh of how weird this year could feel and be and yet gave me hope um for just you know just being all right well thank you listeners we well, love we really love you and we'll so see you in the new year for you Hi, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit. And if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community, and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast.